What's going, going on, on, everybody? everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we all joined Welcome in that back to another oh, Greg's taking it. Sweat and grind. You go roll with it, man. I did. That's I just it. did. I Keep did. rolling. Oh, all right. We did. To the left of me, I got the man with the hot pipes, Brian Furnace. What's going on, everybody? Across from me, I got Matt motherfucking Todd. And then I got across from me again. Rick the Dick Velko. What's happening? And on the phone tonight, we have got Jordan Skinner from Down Under. Jordan, how are you, sir? G'day. G'day, guys. How's it going? Good. Fantastic. Now, I just got to ask because you're already in till tomorrow. And we're in yesterday. Was it the dick dick docking jokes that brought you to sweat and grind? Yeah, what really brought you here, Jordan? (laughs) I just wanted to be a part of the show, man. I just, I, and I have a bit of a confession to make. Like Brian, oh, you were on shit. my podcast. What is that? A, is that a couple of weeks ago now? Two weeks ago? Oh man, I think it's been closer to three or four. In all honesty, it's it's Brian time has you been know, speeding forward for me. You could confess all you want. Brian drinks Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, why don't you bring our guest up to date? What dick docking is and so how Jordan, you asked about dick docking. So well, no. Let's get this correct. I asked about. I asked about your. What was it, Dick Down Under? Last guest. I'm not getting set up here for something. Yeah, no, we, no, no, we no. would never we, set you up. For we anything. would never set you up. But well, hang you on did a ask. second. You we never, we never question, even what is did. Dick we yeah, never even did though. <laughs> we. I think this is a whole new phrase that he's bringing up. The Dick Down Under, Dick Doc. Yeah, we never, we never went the down, dick under. down Under. Yeah, no, we never asking went about down our under. guest from uh, from New Zealand who was down in Aussie Land. Oh, yes. I thought he was trying to set us up. No, here. no, 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 no. He was legit. He, was talking he listened about to Rick, the episode. Rick squared. Rick. Yeah, Rick, that was oh, yeah. it. Was Rick? Yeah, yeah it was Rick, Rick from Down Under. And so basically, dick docking is a term that Rick the Dick Valco came up with <laughs> for Jerry and Garrett. And basically, it's when a, when one man's penis accept another man's penis. No, no, that you've docked. <laughs> no, no. See, I was, oh, I was, I was using it more as like you ever see buoys out in the water. And you're just kind of out there with your dick flopping back and forth as Garrett and Jerry come by. Who the you're fuck is docking. just out with their dick in the water? You're helping them just like a buoy <laughs> to not come close to shore. No just one keep is, them going uh, down the river. Have you ever taught? Let's wow. do a quick quick survey of the How room. How the Todd? fuck did you come up with that? Have you ever <laughs> like floated with your dick out? Like all of us were on out? par and you're just way out in yes, left field. Yes, I have, but not, oh, okay. not in this I scenario, corrected though. It. Not on just for the fun of it. the first fucking guy that I went with, it shot me right down. Yeah, my man. Tell yeah, him like down a river is. naked once on accident. Yeah, uh, how do you deal. accidentally float down a river <laughs> I naked? I lost my my uh my El- swim trunks. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Two men were sharing one tube. I, I think there's a bit of a story there. There's plenty of stories. Yeah, this isn't about me. Yeah, this is about there our, it is. This is about our guest. It was right after did he you ate a cube. Did you identify as the top or the bottom? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was identifying as a guy that. that okay, all right. So, so you're putting always, it to him. What yes. the fuck does our guest do? Uh, well, I I, uh, I run an agency here in in Australia that helps uh, construction companies attract and retain employees, basically. But I did come from civil contracting myself, and I worked in you know, worked on excavators, mine sites, excavators. He's um, he's the real deal of Big problems. Daddy Wit. So you know what? Right. You know what? I actually have a question. We just had a a, a a guest on another one of our podcasts, 
and they're talking about how fluffy all these new guys are and how we have to treat them and we all have to get along. And they're sound on their hold, underwear. And hold socks. on, and, and nobody has a social status and we're, titles. we're all created equally. <laughs> so <laughs> in Australia, like they were like, listen, nobody's an operator, nobody's a laborer. What we're they're doing all is the changing same. the culture. What are your feelings on this crack of shit? Where did you hear that from? <laughs> oh, about thirty minutes ago but on a podcast. All right, about, hang on. Let's no, 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 don't, no, don't preference nothing. I gave it to him straight up surface level. But you have to. Nope. Jordan is not Australia not like forty years behind the rest of the world when Fuck it comes no. to political correctness? They got no. kangaroos there, dude. They call each other cunts all I the time. I love it. Nowhere <laughs> else in the world are you allowed to do that. At my house. <laughs> yeah, well, cunt is a term of endearment in Australia. Exactly. Yeah. So you can admit you're 40 to 50 years behind oh, the rest of the world. We got a lot of fucking <laughs> demons over here. What? Yeah, a what? cunt is a demon over here. What are you talking <laughs> I prefer to call him see you next Tuesday. If you just, if you. <laughs> yeah, well, here's and then an you go, with, uh, how unpolitically correct is like the northern territories their slogan is c-u-n-t <laughs> is what well so so the northern territory they've made a slogan you know like trying to get people to come to yeah. the state and they've a play on words with cunt and that's c-u-n-t and they just put an in at the top of it so see you in the n-t but it's yeah cunt. see you in the northern territories it but it's c-u-n-t yeah. oh, oh my gotcha. god that's fucking awesome you guys got cunts everywhere so so tell me <laughs> Tell me exactly how you feel about all our shit, even though you're calling each other cunts at the political level. Now, see, America would have a meltdown over that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, from his Australian You're comparing apples to cunts. Brian, Brian, I guarantee... Throw you, a banana you, in the bitch. You teach employee retention. Have you ever had to sit down with one of your employees and talk about their feelings? Was that directed to me? Yeah, 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 yeah Jordan. Yeah. That was a hundred percent. We're you. starting to get legit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, like so, what we do at the agency is more about trying to help people find employees. But like myself personally, when I was working in um, in construction, yeah, you know, I've had people come to me saying that you know they've had a bad day, and you know, as somebody that has never personally experienced mental health that's a weird conversation for somebody to have but yeah I, I have had people come to me and they have to listen to their feelings and i'm not generally a very touchy-feely kind of guy you know yeah. my feelings are <laughs> my own business but not everybody's like that and, so you know, I suppose that's well, part so of you're admitting I, you've never dick docked with another man <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't I'm saying, saying. I'm admitting that. <laughs> I, I think. I think every employee has had to have those when a guy's having a bad day. You know, that's just a guy helping another guy. You but give him a hug, Greg. I would. I, I've given employee hugs. Wow. But wow. over here, it's gotten to the point to where literally, like, we have to literally stroke their ego and tell them they're doing a great job and they want a participation trophy oh. because. Congratulations, you did exactly what I told you to do. Did your wieners touch when you hugged? Probably. Well, I don't know. Boy, for the guy that's that's got a hard on for this softies. What do you mean? I mean, you're just you're so angry about all this feelings and oh, things, dude, but you're hugging and touching shit. wieners. Such shit, Brian. <laughs> it, it's it's 
it's it's hard though, isn't it? It's a hard conversation because in one extreme you have people that are like nobody should feel anything, you know, just stiff, stiffen up your upper lip and get the fuck on with it kind yep. of thing. Yeah. And then and then you've got the other end of the spectrum where people are like, oh, sweetheart, you feel a bit sad. Do you want to, you want the day off? You know, and, and right. the reality is, is we need to be somewhere in the fucking middle. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes. One thousand percent. And I'm okay within the and, middle. Yeah, because everybody has a shit day. Exactly. You know, skate polling. <laughs> Fuck <yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't I'm lived sorry, until you rode center uh, seat S10. Yeah. Have you? Are you familiar with the ski polling term? Uh, do you guys have that down there in Australia? We don't have fucking snow. <laughs> I was going to well, say. So they've probably never yeah, seen yeah. a fucking let, ski let pole. Let me explain to you, Jordan, so you understand what just happened. Greg's talking about he loves being in the middle. When you sit in the middle of a tiny truck and we you're jerking off skiing. two guys, it's you're ski you're pulling. Skiing. Yeah, it's like you're going skiing. <laughs> and when you want to go left, you pull a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! You didn't realize what you were no, signing up for on this podcast, did you? <laughs> I, I I had a fair idea, but I, I am being pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, as long as it's it pleasant. Yeah. If it doesn't weird you anymore, we're all sitting here in our underwear. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. But so so do you do you do you, do you guys? Own your own businesses, like in civil construction or construction? Or yes, we all do. We I, do. I own a plumbing company. Rick owns a dirt company. Matt owns a residential construction, construction business. And uh, Brian owns a podcasting slash, I don't know what the fuck you call this. Pornhub. I help people what find up? their pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. YouTuber. He's, a, he's a legit YouTuber. Yeah, I'm a content creator, and then I do dirt work with Rick. So what are you guys finding in terms of like employees? I think I think finding everybody's finding that getting employees is is hard. But I mean, do you find the way that you have to treat them has changed in the last ten years? Yeah, yeah. I do. You got to wear powder puff gloves on. You got to fluff them up. You, they're you, all you, excited after a day's worth of work. Like you got to go over there and be their best fucking cheerleader, and they're basically got to suck them off. And you're like, I fucking paid you a ways to do your job. Except yeah. the fucking yeah. job, it's rewarded with your pay. Rick's Instead, got forearms like Popeye now. You're fucking right, <laughs> monsters. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you an example. One time, I had an employee come up to me, and I have pretty. We we just had this discussion. I have very good re- employee retention. My guys, yeah. when they come work for me, they don't want to leave. I treat them good, and I don't jerk them off. <laughs> he just holds but, a gun to their head. No, I don't hold a gun to their head. But I treat them fair and. And and I and I pay him well, and I you know there's a lot of perks to working here. But one one you know guy came into my office, and he's like, you know, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you don't ever tell me I do a good job. And I'm like, how so? Oh, and he's like, well, <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah. He's like, that's America. You know, I I I work really hard for you, and I feel like you know you should tell me more that I'm doing a good job. And I go, I do. Every Friday, when you get your paycheck, that's my thank you for telling you yeah. that you did a good job. Yeah. But you're spot on with that. Absolutely, I am. And, and I'm not even going to fucking have this debate. You came here. I rewarded you with a paycheck. If you didn't get a paycheck, then you didn't do a good job. So therefore, you need to fucking go home. See, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit easier to work with. If I talk to you and I don't tell you that you're fucking up or doing something wrong or yelling or addressing the conversation, yeah. if I don't do that for the day, you're doing a good job. Yeah. I don't need to fucking come out 
and suck you off every second but and say, hey, you're doing a good job. I now have when they never do, asked you to suck me off every second, Rick. <laughs> that's because you're Once always, a day. That's how I've settled that's it. That's right. always doing a good job. Yeah, we found a middle a ground, yeah. God damn it. But <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, though, when sometimes, here's, here's the legit thing. On an eight-hour day, I asked you to give me probably 70 to 75% of your effort per day. I don't have to, like Greg said, I don't have to fluff you up because I reward you with a check. When I do ask, like the other week we had, for everything that you have, and then I'm asking other people for everything that you have, those are the weeks when you're putting in 110% when I actually need you and I'm yelling at you. Mm -hmm. And then I'm telling you during the day and after the job's done each day, I'm like, you guys busted your ass. You did a great job. Thank you. Yep. Let everybody know. But there's certain times for that, though. Over in Australia, are you guys running into that same thing? Yeah, look, I think we are. And and I can't speak for everybody, but I know within my old man's civil construction company and with what I do and when I was still working for him, it, it yeah, it's hard. You know, like I don't begrudge anybody for kind of wanting, you know, some confirmation that they've done something well, but sure. I, don't, I don't want to have to sit there and, and hold their hand through it the whole time. Yeah. 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 No, cause right. I, but, I, I agree. Yeah, like, yeah. After a hard weeks of labor, there's nothing wrong with a, a foreman or an owner saying, hey, you know, you really did a good job this yeah. week. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you every fucking day. No, no, no. And I don't think anyone in the industry realistically is asking for that no, for every are. day. They are. No, I no, don't think are. so. No, I've had this conversation, Brian, there. That he wants it every day? They need more rewards. Yeah. He doesn't work. For I figured if there, you get a butt way. slap for me at the end of the day, that's a fucking good day. Uh, you yeah, know, what good. I think the good old the, attaboy, the vast majority <laughs> of the industry is looking for is just acknowledgement. Some, no, some sort of feedback, in all honesty. Because I can tell you when I got into this industry. But your feedback is the fact that you don't have to see the owner or the boss. No, that's that is not your feedback. fucking feedback. No, that's not feedback. And I'll tell you, this is where the white collar industry has actually been really good to come from. Because in the white collar industry, you get some sort of feedback that lets you know, hey, you're doing really well in these areas, but these are some areas you need to improve in. Okay, now I have an idea of the direction I need to move here. Mm -hmm. In the blue-collar world, it's a complete fucking guessing game. The first time I showed up on a Dan's job, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm supposed to be doing, and no one's really helping me along, and then all of a sudden I get screamed at out of nowhere... Well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? No Brian, one told me anything. Brian needs to come up every day. It's not. It's, it's not the. <laughs> it's not the. Ooh, I need you to coddle me, and I need you to tell me. It's I'm gonna literally, do it again. The trainable retarded. Yeah, but I, I think what Brian's getting at is it's a. It, it, it sounds more like you know having expectations set. You know, yes. This is what's expected. If you reach exactly. this, you know that you've done your job right. I could, and, I and could agree. I can get on board with that. And, and I do have expectations, and they're explained in the beginning. Like, hey, these are things that I want you to do, and these are the goals that you're striving to. Yep. If if you do X, Y, and Z, then you'll get to you know the next well, level. Yep. I don't think that's a conversation yep. that you have to have once a week with your employees. And I think that there's been a lot of coddling in the United States with sports, everybody gets a trophy. You know, nobody loses. It's okay to lose. People need to understand that. Yeah. It's part of fucking life. It, and the sooner you get do, over do, it, the better you, you... Pardon? Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I was just, you know, you're saying that it's, you know, people getting medals for nothing, and I, I, I'm fully on board. I think that's the biggest load of shit. Oh, Thank like, you. you know, Fucking horrible. You know, there, there's, there's so much to be learned from losing. You need yes. to learn from losing. You need to figure out what you need to change. All of that sort of shit. Like winning, everything's not reality. Fuck but do you no, think we're not. actually seeing those? people in the workforce yet because it doesn't seem that long ago that that sort of shit come in are we really oh yeah they're, those they're, people they're there at an age where they're i didn't i didn't get to this position yeah. in my life without losing yeah i could a tell lot. you that multiple losing times so the yeah. i didn't i didn't get hey why don't you be a business owner i will help you be a business owner no. because you look like a guy that just could bless you but the, but the analogy that comes to mind is let's say we're gonna we're gonna collectively the five the four of us we're gonna fly a fucking spaceship to pluto no one's going to yours is you- gonna be an electric it'll never make it <laughs> it'll be solar powered <laughs> solar see he writes it off without even giving it a chance i'm gonna fly him by him while he's he's stuck because there ain't no fucking diesel stations there's no fucking diesel on the way I to pluto wait for a jetson but car. no where i, I go is if if we're gonna chart a course to pluto we're not going to get one set of coordinates when we take off and then hopefully we made it there at the end. In, instead, you're going to be constantly getting, you're you're doing check-ins throughout that whole journey to figure out where you're at and if you need to do a course correction. And right now, the blue collar world is, okay, set out for Pluto and we'll let you know when you get there how far off you were. And <laughs> Call that's me where, when you get there. Uh, that's it. And a lot of <laughs> Send and, a and that's where a lot of uh, the newer generation and a lot of kids, especially that don't have the generational t- tie to the trades, are coming from is uh, you got to give me some bearings here because you know I'm I'm also unique too because I didn't have that generational tie to the trades. I didn't have a fucking clue what expectations were and what I was supposed to be yeah. doing. Your expectation and what was, was don't fuck up. Yeah, but on that same... Show up, don't fuck up. But on that Pluto's same note... Pluto's that way. Brian. You went the wrong fucking way, Brian. Turn no around. No one yeah. told me the fucking direction. You just said Pluto's that way. I mean, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people in the industry are struggling. F-I-O. Figure it Figure out. it out. Okay, well, I've only got so much fuel in the but spaceship, and we've been on the road for three years. Solar power battery. <laughs> there still is a handful of people... Yeah. And the trades separate the men from the boys, and it always will, and women from the ladies, to be fair. Yeah. And then the <sighs> gyms. Yeah. There you go. But include I, everyone, Rick. There you go. Come on now. We got the full spectrum here. Uh-huh. And then on that note, though, you didn't have the direction to go to Pluto. Right. You were fucking lost. Right. Right. But you figured out a way to make it, and you figured out navigating by the system that was already set and in place. Now everybody wants to get to that fucking aspect of where you got in your career and Greg got and Matt is and I'm at, but they want to know the shortcut way. That's what they want. They want the shortcut. They don't want to take the long route, but they don't want to do the long route. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have a guest here. I'm just going to ask his, you know, opinion. uh, Yeah. Well, I don't know how much social media has influenced where they're at and how their Google works. And, He's on and, our podcast. Yeah. Is it all, is it, you know, here, Google, you can Google anything you want to. Yep. YouTube, you can YouTube anything you want to. They can do that. It's well, just, they have to wait for the kangaroo to bring it back. <laughs> well, he said he lives pretty far out in the bush and I, I don't know how they're, you know. You trim the bush? Oh, oh, getting <laughs> personal. We, we still got to use hymen pigeons. but i I don't know how strong you know do you have cell phones everywhere you live and and that type of stuff is that all there 
Yeah, we're not fucking morons. We got phones. How do you so are you still do? cooking on one of them pot belly stoves? Well, I, I, I mean, dude, there's still people, you know, here doing that. Sure. So out it, it, out in the bush, they may still be doing that. But what I was, I guess, what I was driving to is, if <laughs> if you're not taking the initiative, everything's on YouTube and everything's on Google. You said you, you need a map. You need a map of where you're going. Fucking look it up. Yeah. When I had to start this shit. There was no just look it up. Yeah. You had to basically go jerk yeah. off some foreman to figure to out what you had to do next. next yeah. Now you have all the fucking power in the whole world right at your fucking fingertips. Oh. Except if you're too fucking lazy to do that, I don't want you on my job site anyway. Except because this is the trades and we are some of the most opinionated motherfuckers out there. I can go on YouTube. I can look it all up and I can go, oh. This is how you do that. And I show up on work. I show up to work that's on not Monday. That's how we do it. Exactly. Now, all of a sudden, Greg yeah. Johnson's going, what in the fuck are you doing? I'm doing what the fucking internet told me to for this job, and I don't know why I'm getting in trouble. See, he would have cried. <laughs> he would have. Brian. He would have fucking cried. I, Brian would have like, been a bitch. That's right. He would have fucking cried. But Who's he, calling you in the middle of a fucking I, podcast? That's Greg. Greg. Only Greg. I mean, it's it's not like we're in the middle of a podcast or anything. It's just a business call. Fuck them. Fuck them. Go take it. Like the, the thing with this is I, I've got a foot in both sides of the camp. I fully believe that you, everybody needs initiative. Like, like you've got to be able to have a bit of, you know, figure the fuck, you know, figure it out. Yeah. People need that. But at the same time, from a business owner's standpoint, what would you prefer? Somebody figuring it out, taking five times the amount of time that they needed to, you know, we're in construction, <laughs> you know, profit margins aren't that fucking big that we Correct. can afford to do that, especially yep. in today's day and age. So what would you rather? Would you rather have the systems and procedures in place that people can learn once and, and learn in a fifth of the amount of time and actually help make the company some fucking money because you've got those things in place? Or do you want to sit back and have an ego about it and say, well, I had to fucking figure it out, so you go and do it. Well, yeah, 100%. And I, I, like, I, I 100% agree with you yes. on that because yeah, when it comes to your the profit margins in our world these days are so, so Thin. slim. You know, so you, you don't have time to train or have things fuck up on your job right so yeah if there is a path once you're in there should be this is how you do from a to b c to d you know so yeah. on and so forth so yeah there should be yeah. a path you know drawn out for well, everybody and there's and, and, go ahead and, jordan and because the construction i know in, in australia like we everybody talks about culture and construction you know mm -hmm. i think there was a stat that came out not that long ago that only 25% of people that come into the construction industry, and this is even at a white collar level, don't plan on being in the industry in five years' time. And it mm. comes down to a culture issue. You know, people are treated like shit. That comes back to the point that you guys were saying before. You know, you're like looked at like you're nothing. They, yeah, you're looked at like you're an idiot if you make a mistake, which to me is just it's fucking stupid. Everybody makes mistakes. Yes. Yes. You're running a company and you don't want somebody to make a mistake. That yes. you, you, like, so what? I, I remember getting taken to a business seminar when I was 16 by my old man, right? And my old man has been in civil construction for 40 odd years. He actually started out on a pick and shovel digging graves. That's how he started because his old man was an under, uh, was an undertaker. Oh, wow. And so he is, he is, you know, and I've been raised to, you, you fucking work it out. Just get on with it. Like, don't, don't piss fart around. Just get on with it. And I mean, he has had to learn everything the hard way. His father died when he was 18. So he had nobody telling him how to do things, how to figure, you know, anything out in this industry. Yeah. You know, like he's just learned himself. 
but him, you, you, if I stuck him on a conversation with him and you said, you know, what what would you do differently? He'd say, I'd ask more fucking questions because it would have got yep. me to where I am. I'd shitload quicker. Yeah. So, um, but I remember him taking me to a business seminar when I was about 16 and it was this, I, I can't remember the name the name of the guy, but one of the biggest things that stuck with me out of it, and, that, and I'm 32 now, was that if somebody's not doing the right thing and I'm a leader, it's my fault. It's not their fault. Yep. It's my fault because I didn't give them the tools and resources necessary to help them be successful. And I, I, I fully agree with, sorry, I can't remember who was saying it before. I don't want to hold your hand. And, and if you are that stupid that you can't at least put a little bit of effort into working out what you need to do. Correct. Um, you know, you're a pain in my ass more so than a, than a help. 100%. I, I agree with that. But, yeah. Uh, um, but I also think it's, it's again, it's that, it's that area in the middle that I think everybody it, you know, people are one end of the spectrum or the other, and I think every most things in life tend to be in the middle. So it's like, yeah, don't be a dumbass, you know, or an oxygen thief, and just ask questions every two minutes. But I also don't want you to fuck it up because it's going to cost me money. Yep. Well, so I'd rather give you the. And that, and that's where you know, as as much as Greg and I are going back and forth, that's actually what I really enjoy about Greg and I's relationship is <laughs> he really does, to a core, represent that old school trade mentality, yep. and I love it that we butt heads over this because. This is something that we're actively discussing overall in the trades. And and where I go mentally is, uh, you know, 100%. As much as I fight for the softy side, we, we don't go full softy. You, you can't, can't go full softy. It's not practical yeah, in this industry. You can't ever go full soft. You can't ever go full softy. Otherwise, you're in trouble with yeah, the old lady. Your old now, lady's gone. But the flip side of that is, in my mind, the way I look at this problem is, in construction, the suicide rate is four times the national average. When the thermometer in the room is reading that way, you can't sit here and say, the way it's always been works just fine. Get the fuck over it. That, that's, yeah. that's not the, the, the conclusion to draw from that. We do need to change something. Now, what that looks like is in debate when it's in flux and we're figuring it out. But to sit here and just kind of dig your heels in and go, well, that's how I did it and it worked. That's yeah. that's the mentality. It's just in the kicking industry. the can down the road. It, it's it's just... the mentality in the industry that really drives me nuts because we're not addressing the issue but and it's a real with, issue. But with social media and everything, it has changed people to have a platform on all aspects to voice their opinions. And what has started to happen now is, hey, they might have an issue at the job or with their employer. And then they go home and they turn on their uh, social media or TikTok or Instagram and they make videos and jokes and memes and this and that. <laughs> right. So instead of instead me, of me. addressing the culprit in the room, me, 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 me. they they kind of clam up like a mouse and the, or they just quit instead yep. of just saying, hey, look, I have a problem. And for some odd reason, and this kind of starts segregating the new generation, old generation kind of people, guys our age or older, if we had an issue back in the day, we can't we do talk it now. We talk about it. If we didn't like it, we had disagreement. We went and beat the fuck out of each other. And then we drank a beer afterwards and we hung <laughs> but, out. But now they don't even do that. If they have an issue or they have a problem on the job or with another coworker, they either just fucking flat out don't show up the next day. Don't call. Don't address it in the room. And I would say that's probably 70% of them. But the beauty is, th think about the conversation that just happened between Greg and I. So, you out? Okay. Mr. Johnson, I think, just got an emergency plumbing call that he's going to have to duck out. You wanna, Shitter's full. You want to go into that? You want to you talk about it? Yeah, I don't care. 
But no, I, so real quick, just to finish that point. So think about the conversation that Greg and I just had. So Greg's if, been gone for like 10 if, minutes. I don't know what conversation you had. If I come to him as an employee. <laughs> We're going to federal pound me in the ass prison. If, that I, if I come to him as an employee and I go, hey, look. And then, now I, I am going to say, I'm not coming at you from the angle. I need you to coddle me. But if I do come to you as an employer and I say, look, I, I need more positive feedback. Because th- that is a huge thing in the trades that when it's just all you ever hear is you did it wrong. Yep. You did it wrong. I don't even have to scream. You did it wrong. You did it wrong. You yeah. did it, it wrong. It needs That's- to change though to the point of where the employer starts going, hey, for like Greg's size, he's got umpteen employees or whatever. Maybe. 17. Okay, 17. So maybe not every month or every week, but maybe every three months we have a company meeting and we address and talk about what are some issues, what are some success, where can I help you out? I do feel being on the employer side or even as a superintendent or supervisor, there needs to be some initiative of because people do want positive feedback. Recognition. And they, they want yeah. recognition, but they also want the negative feedback of how can I improve better? How can I, I, improve? Didn't, I didn't know this. 100%. This is the scenario. This is what I did. Yep. This is what I was thinking. So I do, I do feel that the industry itself does need to change a little bit more because there's two things. We have this major disconnect from we were taught a different way than the way the new guys are now. And the way they want to know is they want a more verbal, positive kind of response. We were more of a lashing kind of outlash. Like if you weren't doing it wrong, you knew that foreman driving 90 miles an hour in the truck was coming to chew your ass because you fucked up. 100%. So the trades need to start recognizing yeah. on all fronts. And I, I couldn't and agree address more. it. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not one that expects a pat in the back or a freaking thumbs up or you're doing great, you know, every day or even at all. But when you do get that, it goes a million miles. It does 100%. It it Jordan, doesn't, what's your opinion on all this? Well, you know, I, I agree. You know, I don't, I don't think if you, it's like anything, you know, if you give your kids lollies every day of the week, they expect lollies. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean? But if you say, if you hold them up and when you actually give them out, they actually mean something like what, uh, sorry, I wasn't, wasn't clear on who was talking. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. I'd like, I, I sometimes, every whiff in a while and actually, I sometimes catch myself sorry. treating my seven-year-old daughter like, you know, she's one of my employees or just like guys in the field. Like, no, this is how it's going to be. You know, yeah. get back to work. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a seven-year-old yeah. kid. But, but, <laughs> but, but back to that point before, you know, like with that employee that wanted coddling, like I would really, you know, I, I would really struggle if somebody just came up to me and said, I, I you know, I need you to tell me that I'm doing a good job yeah. more often. I, I, I'd go, no, I, you know, that's, that's not how this is going to work, mate. But to me, I, I kind of hear that person saying, there's not enough direction. I don't really know what's expected of me. Yes. Without clear expectations, I don't know whether I'm hitting those things. Yep. So how do I know whether I'm being successful or not? Correct. Um, so there's, I suppose there's two ways you can look at it. And, you know, in like I've been on – like I, the culture has a lot to, to, to play in, in construction, I think. And it, it gets such a bad rap, or at least it did for me when I was still working in construction because mm-hmm. it's kind of seen as this airy, fairy – soft touch bullshit kind of thing that's not tangible but like ego has such a big part 
as well in culture. And I've been yes. on sites with some absolute fucking meatheads, right? And the way that they treat people, I just I wouldn't treat my worst enemy. You know, yeah. just the way they speak to people like they're fucking dogs. Yep. And to me, there's no excuse for that, no matter whether you're the boss, whether you're a senior manager or a site supervisor. And like that kind of behavior, I think, is what people talk about when they're saying the culture is no good. Yeah. Because I've had managers underneath me that treat me well, treat me, you know, treat me just like anybody else. You know, you're fair to me, I'll be fair to you. But then you hear them or you hear them talking to somebody that's, you know, underneath them and they talk to them like a piece of shit and you just say, I would never, I would never speak to somebody like that. So that kind of, and I don't know whether that comes from an insecurity of being, you know, I think one of the highest pressure jobs or or layers in construction is that site supervisor, site supervisor, senior management thing, because I think they kind of almost feel like they're constantly at risk of losing their job. You know, because if somebody on the site comes up with a better idea than theirs, that threatens them because yep. it means that they don't look as good as what oh, they yeah. could be I, I used to, so you know, when I was tag teaming jobs with other super, you know, supervisors and super, superintendents, they would honestly do the exact same thing that you were talking about. You know, they would be afraid that they're I'm taking their job, even though we're just, we're a team. <laughs> well, I'm here to do a job. Yeah. You're here to do a job. Let's do it together. But yeah, they get scared and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't make for a and fun I, day on the job but, site. But I think that that change needs to come from the business owner to to reassure. And this, again, comes back to that touchy-feely yeah. reassurance shit, which, you know, there's got to be an element of it because to change that culture, which I think stems from the senior management level because they're constantly, you know, they've got pressure from above, pressure from below, from their team. Um, yep. And... <laughs> If they feel secure, if they feel sure of themselves, if they feel that, you know, if this great idea comes from below, it's not going to make me look bad because I didn't come up with it, that will then radiate then down below to the people on site and hopefully make for a nicer environment. Yeah. Like, I know it's a bit – do you, do you guys agree with that? I 100%. 100%. But, you know, what people also need to realize, though, too, is the whole more touchy-feely in the feelings is – People now have evolved, and it's okay because before society, it wasn't okay to express your feelings. It wasn't okay to be a individual that acted out because that's just the way you felt, right? But we also got to look at the way America has changed in culture. Back in the day, dad and mom stayed married from the age of 18, and they were married 65 years, and they might have had an umpteen amount of kids, right? So the way they were raised and the way they were treating people kind of fitted the mold with the way it's at now versus you look at today, the society's pretty broken. Most people have a mom or a dad and they have maybe two or three other half brothers or half sisters. And it's like a blended family. A lot of these people that you also have to realize is they are looking for guidance and reassurance some of these people never had it. Yeah, some of these people also have mommy and yeah. daddy issues. They've had childhood issues. They've had a lot more other things that they're dealing with now in this world that is so crazy and it's so alive with social media and everything else where you got the bullying, you got the people that are losing their mind and everything else that you have to kind of like you said it's an outcry when people are kind of coming to you and they're talking to you about certain aspects of Hey, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. I need a little more reinsurance. Some people didn't have that growing up and that's all they ever wanted in life. At at the core of, of this whole conversation, 
going on in the trades right now <laughs> is is really just empathy. Can can we s- step outside of ourselves and just show yeah. a little empathy? Leave and, our egos at the door. And, and I will tell you, as as much as I argue as the big softy in the room, um, there's there's a reason for it. My experience getting into the trade was. I had a really good employer on the residential side as I was just kind of getting my cherry popped in the industry. Did a great job, helped me develop my skill set. It was fantastic. And then I jumped over to Dan's Excavating, which is a large contractor, uh, 300 plus employees here in central Michigan. High production. High production, high stress. And and my first experience right out of the gate, I had two separate foremen and, and it was interesting. One trained the other. And once I worked for the trainer, <laughs> I absolutely knew that was the case. They yeah. they had the exact same mentality. <clears throat> and and their mentality was 100%. I won't speak a word to you unless you're doing something wrong and yep. then I am going to crawl down your fucking throat when you and do. make you feel it from your asshole that you screwed up and you'll never <laughs> Well, but, yeah, but but like the sad part about that is is for me like this whole culture thing is like just treat people how you treat your own family. One hundred percent. Treat people how you 100%. want to be treated. Is how I live. And, life. and where yeah. I go, there's and one. There's one scenario in particular that that always sticks out in my mind that truly embodies this whole old school foreman mentality. So I was running a water wagon on a job at the airport, <clears throat> and uh, I had never run a water wagon before. Like it was, and we know all know how the trades are. You get thrown on the machine. They show you the controls in 10 seconds and then they go, okay, go at it. I have no you know fucking... Why, I- they, 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 we, we always put the fucking idiots on the water trucks. You know what, Jordan? Yeah. I'll cut your fucking uh, microphone. Like God damn it. Hey, Jordan. He, <laughs> the, the idiot upgraded from a water wagon to a fucking concrete, concrete breaker. breaker. That's right. That's right. So, you know, it, but it was... They also it was truly, you know, it's... And, and that was the whole thing by itself because I came into that industry with a skill set mama says i'm the best gosh darn water truck guy ever so i knew how to run an excavator pretty dang well didn't know how to do the actual work we were doing on the civil side but i knew how to run the fuck out of but an you excavator. understood yeah. i knew how to run the fuck out of a dozer even though i hadn't done road work all of that no one gives two shits about yep. you're the new guy you clearly don't know anything i'm gonna throw you on the water wagon yep. okay here's your 10 seconds seconds of instruction so I still have no fucking idea what's expected, what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. but I'm like, okay, let's go figure this water, out. Water, 100%. Water. There's no talk about what, I what water, I'm supposed I'm to be doing. Yeah. So I go, and and the way we had this thing set up is I had a water tree set up, and it was sitting on, because I, this was an old scraper converted over to a water wagon. It sat high. So our water tree was sitting on a pile of millings that had not been compacted. It's just a pile of millings. They threw the water, you know, leveled off the top of it, threw the water tree on it. Boom, there you go. I had pulled under this fucker 200 times in the last month and a half. I I know good and well I have clearance to get under this fucker with no problem. So just like every other day, I pull under this water tree. Well, unbeknownst to me, un, uh, over the last month and a half, the millings were slowly compressing settling. and slowly settling, and this water tree was slowly coming down. And just this one time, the very tip of the metal part of the water just tree, the just the tip, just, just the tiniest part. They of the set tip. you up for failure, bud. Set me up for failure. So, this water tree leans over onto the water wagon, <laughs> doesn't fuck anything up. No hydraulic hoses get caught up. 
Literally, it's just this thing's leaned over on the water wagon. Okay, no problem. I'm going to call the foreman. We can get another machine. We'll tip it back up. We're going to be back up and running within five minutes, right? That's all it should take. Instead, what happens is I call my foreman up and I say, hey, the water tree had settled. It just leaned over. You hit the fucking water tree. <laughs> no, it hit me. I said I didn't. I pulled under it just like I have the past fucking two months that I've been working here. You fuck that. You hit the water tree. There's no other reason that laid down. Fuck click. Yep. Phone goes dead. Okay. Well, that was cool. I'm sitting around waiting here. About seven minutes later comes my foreman ripping around the fucking corner in a backhoe. Highest gear it can go. He is all over the place because he is spitting mad. He has worked himself into such, such a frenzy that the pattern switcher on the backhoe is backwards and he can't fucking operate it. And he's working himself into a higher frenzy. And the whole time he's cursing me out that I was such a fucking idiot that I hit the water tree and there's no other way this fucking water tree could have leaned over this machine other than me being a stupid, dumbass rookie operator who didn't right. know what the fuck you're doing. This is all your fault. And then he has to ask me how you switch the pattern on the backhoe. You should have just went, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm just, I'm just a dumb fucking water truck and, operator. And the, and the funny thing is, what I took out of that is... What did you accomplish as a foreman today? Because I can tell you right now, I don't give two fucks about this job. And if you ask anything extra of me, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, but I ain't doing anything wait, extra for wait, you. So, you didn't help so what did that do for his production? What did that do for his loyalty? What did that do for the morale of that whole fucking crew? And I can tell you flat out, that whole fucking crew is one of the most depressed fucking crews I had ever worked for in the industry, and to date is the most depressing fucking crew I've ever worked for. So you tell me, is the old school mentality of, I'll let you know when you fuck up, is that really well, working for the yeah. industry? Somewhere we turn from just the old school mentality into we started, instead of upgrading equipment, we turned into grinding the human being, like yeah. their asset, into a machine. It's cheaper to... Replace that, but that is the old school of the man than a new machine. The like why old school mentality it? is, I'm going to rake you over the coals when you fuck up, and I'm not going to give you any positive feedback. Go ahead, Jordan. But that, it kind of works itself back into the points that I made before. You know, that site supervisor, regardless of whether you knew it when you're on a water truck or not. He would have been under that much fucking pressure, whether that job was running behind, whether there was other shit that was going wrong. Yep. Yeah, you never know. You, 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 you didn't understand what pressures at the time. You probably didn't understand what he was under. He would have been getting it from below because idiots like you were hitting the water pipe. Right. Man, you, you're throwing some real shade but, here, Jordan. I'm going to have to cut you off here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then if that job was also running behind, he probably had a wooden stick up his ass from the boss too. Sure. Yeah. So all he's seen was, you know, it, you, you, you've just created another problem for him, whether you, whether you actually did it or not. And, and, you know, again, that comes back to that middle management layer having that much fucking pressure on them and they're wound that tightly. They are the key to culture, that, that middle management layer. And if they're not getting the support from the top and the reassurance, again, not too much. I don't believe in coddling people. You know, um, that, that's how you get treated like, like that. And, but again, from, I'm not defending that bloke, you know, you, it, it, would he if he wouldn't talk to his kid that way? He shouldn't fucking talk to you that way. It, and if if you know, it, yeah, it's just not acceptable. Um, you know, and like you said, that doesn't breed 
loyalty. It doesn't make me want to stay in that job. Yeah, the yeah. brow, um, the job and, and such we're losing crushes. Yeah. And and I'm the only point of argument I'm going to have with you there is, uh, that's an upper management culture problem mm-hmm. because really middle management is only taking what upper management passes down, and then they are passing it further down the food chain. And not so, always. Not always, but a lot of times that pressure. It really, when you talk about making a cultural change at a company, you never start with middle management. You always go to the top no, because it it uh, yeah, trickles down like, to the front lines. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And because the other thing is, is and and that's kind of the point I was trying to make. I'm sorry if I didn't get that clear, but you you know if they if those middle management uh, you know people have got you know that much of a leash wrapped around their neck from senior management, and that also stems from the fact. Was that job priced properly? Because a lot of the shit that we see here in this country is people pricing a job on, you know, at almost break even, thinking that they're going to. You make done messed up, up Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but they think they're going to make the profit up in variations. Right. So if anything goes wrong, you know, like it, you know, things in construction, profit margin goes out the window in a in a in a millisecond. Yes. So, so you know, if that job's not on time or whatever, that that is that is the upper management yep. level. You yeah. know, I, I fully agree. They're 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 setting up that senior ma- uh, middle management bloke to fail if they're not even 